Welcome to a Now for Something Completely Machinima podcast. I'm Ricky Grove, your host for this, and we're talking with Tracy Harwood, Phil Rice, and Damian Valentine. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey there. This week, we're going to review a film that I chose. It's called Let's Play Nomad X by Christian Andrews. Now, I chose this film, this machinima film, because of the writing and the performance and the visuals all come together to create something, a reaction, at least in me, uh, that was funny and kind of strange um, and inevitably kind of sad, a little sad, um, although humor is the dominating uh, feeling you get through it. It's ostensibly a let's play video, um, but there are actually two, two sort of stories going on. One is the story of the gamer who is playing a game called Nomad X, a game that he says that he's played many, many times and that uh, he oftentimes plays it at a, uh, important events in his life. And then the other second story is one that he sort of mentions offhand that, in, that continues to encroach upon the main gameplay. And that's his um, story about his ex-wife and his meeting her in a grocery store and her fiance punching him in the throat when they go out to the car. And eventually the two stories collide at the end um, in a just a wonderful ending <laughs> in which both of them come together. And I won't spoil the ending for you, but it's not only funny, but I think sad, uh, honestly. I love the, the vocal performance of the lead guy. It is just so funny. And it, it has that kind of humor that's contrasting to our last uh, Half-Life 3 game trailer, which is sort of hit you on the head uh, uh, humor, witty at times, but still pretty blunt. This has a kind of subtlety because the guy's timing is so good, comic timing that he'll be talking about the game and then he'll sort of slide in something about his wife and then he'll correct himself and then come back to the game. And I, I'm also very impressed with the fact we have another film that we're going to be, uh, Tracy, two other films that Tracy picked. One is an Unreal Engine uh, machinima, which is absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. The game footage in this Nomad X is about as basic as you can get. So here you have this strange contrast of this sad, funny, almost Chekhovian kind of mixture of the two happening with this visual that is so dated that I think it's an actual genius choice to use it because it it pumps up the human side of it in a way that I have never seen in a Let's Play video before. So that's the reason why I chose it. I hope you guys like it. Uh, the, by the way, the website that he lists, we found this on uh, Vimeo, I think it was, and he's got several other interesting films uh, there that I like a lot. Um, Bald Dad in particular is just great, the opposite of this. But the website link is kaput, and his own uh, film website is kaput as well. I don't know what the deal. This is pretty old. It's about a seven-year-old film, uh, so he may not have updated it. I don't know. But what did what were your thoughts about this film? 
Shall I start? It's a 10-year-old film, Ricky. March. Oh, 10. Oh, my God. 2013. Good Lord. Do you know what what a fabulous parody of of the Let's Play phenomenon this was? This really made me laugh. I mean, seriously made me laugh. It was very, very, very well done. Um, you know what? It's obviously not a real game. Um, it's I can a film. answer that, but I will wait till my turn. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't think it was a real game. Um, a film, and and I think inspired, apparently, uh, as I was doing some background research on it, apparently by the folks that used to create arcade video games and Let's Plays from them, which I confess I don't actually remember. I don't hmm. recall those at all. And there's actually a really good interview um, with the director on directorsnotes.com about the inspiration for the film. And in it, he says, my girlfriend came home late one night and walked in on me in my pants, (laughs) scanning (laughs) the surface of an unnamed planet for mineral deposits. (laughs) 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 Yep, I can imagine how that might go. (laughs) But, But then he goes on to explain that that he was actually inspired by David Brabham's Frontier Elite 2 game, um, which he said, although it was graphically limited, uh, he said the experience just felt limitless. So he wanted to remake Brabham's forgotten masterpiece using an army of kind of fellow geeks, if you like, and crowdfund it and whatnot. But then he apparently found out that it was already being remade called Elite Dangerous. <laughs> and so to console himself, what he did was watched. Uh, let's plays about forgotten arcade games um and he said he kind of found solace in the bizarre characters that were making these very heartfelt mini documentaries uh one of his favorites of which is um by a guy called jim plays games and it was a film called frontier fundamentals and we'll put a link to that on uh, so you can have a, a little look at that um you know he says it kind of contains um Chunks of long lost high school infatuation, bits of a then relationship, 2013. And then he says it also um, is kind of reminiscent of his grandparents' divorce as well. So he's kind of thrown lots of ideas into it. Hmm. Interestingly, I think um, there's this, um, he makes this kind of comment uh, about there being a shared consciousness in the way that games used to be. And and is quite saddened um, that the experiences with those really special consoles of that period of time are kind of incompatible with gaming now. And he kind of makes the observation that the only way you can relive those kind of um, console experiences is through telling stories as you're making the Let's Plays. Which I think is kind of an interesting observation because even though it's 2013, this could actually have been made last week. Um, and you probably could have got the same kind of um, comments from it. Um, and then I wanted to do a little bit of digging about who he was, because also I was a bit disappointed that I couldn't find a website for him to see what he's been up to. But I did find that he's part of an independent animation studio called Studio AKA. And he's actually a BAFTA-nominated animator for his films that kind of wow. feature unconventional narratives that he often uses... Um, you know, he kind of uses observational drawing as a means to kind of communicate personal anecdotes, which is that bald dad thing that that you found as well. Right, right. Really, really very interesting. But he he intriguingly also referred to Let's Play Nomad X as a as a three minute parody of a of a type of YouTube 
documentary that typifies something he calls unclassifiable. <laughs> Which I thought was quite funny. As does his game development work, because he's also worked on developing this game. And this game, from what I can see, is called Barbara Ian or Barbarian. Oh, yeah. yeah. Barbarian. Um, Barbara. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, whatever. Which is a kind of very retro style, dungeon esque type, type sort of game, which he released in 2017. Um, so, as far as I can see, he's done lots of, uh, you know, graphic styling on adverts and whatnot, um, including for people like Johnny Walker and Jules and Toyota. Um, but I don't see that he's done an awful lot more of creative stuff like this, which is a shame because, yeah, you know, he's he's clearly got a lot of talent, and uh, that's probably been um, subsumed by the day job. Yeah, but loved it. Thank you. Thanks for that deep dive on that. That's a great information. Yeah, so um, uh, Tracy, you're right. It was, it was very much inspired by Frontier Elite Two because uh, I played that game so much when I was when it was released back in ninety two or ninety three, and I could relate so much to his experience with it because it you start. It's one of those games where you start off with this very basic spaceship, a hundred credits, and a simulation of the galaxy as they understood it at the time, and you can just fly anywhere. You make money you play it how you want to do it and it, there's no story in it like you, you can just go where you want and make it kind of encourages you it gives you enough lore and idea of the world that you can make up your own story as you're playing it and it encourages you to do that and well, that's great um the way that this video is presented it, it kind of feels like it adds things that the game didn't have like you you can see that at the beginning of it, the little pilot in the ship, you never see your pilot in your ship, but you imagine your pilot in the ship. Uh, and it, it kind of builds on that, which I really liked. Um, I did check to make sure it wasn't a real game because I thought if it was one of those, they released the source code to the original game. I thought if someone has taken that source code and made this out of it. I want to play it. And I was really disappointed that it wasn't real. <laughs> That's a testament that his ship is skill. Yeah. Um, because you know the people they make games now but with those retro style graphics from the yeah, early yeah. 90s as part of the charm for it and that, that really appealed to me but so yeah that, that, was, that was a shame but um yeah elite dangerous is the fourth game in the series obviously it's got all the modern graphics we've co we've covered videos major yeah it yeah exactly. a few times um so obviously it's come a long way since the the graphical style of um uh the original the game that this is inspired by which looks very similar to Nomad ah. X um, but yeah and he's kind of sped up the pace of it as well I mean the original game is very slow paced because everything is space is huge and you have to speed up time to get anywhere otherwise you'd just be flying there for a, a solid week before right. you got anywhere Right. and I'm not joking about that That's it's fully space is as big as it should be and it takes ages oh my god this. My God, yeah, it's um, a lot of patience for that sort of game. Yeah, um, but yeah, it brought back a lot of memories. I really enjoyed the film. I did like the way that he was intersecting his real life with, like, the character he's voicing his real life with what he was doing in the game. Um, I have to say, I haven't. I don't think I've ever played it sitting in my underwear, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I don't think I relate to it quite that much. But yeah, I really enjoyed the film. I, 
I kind of want to dig out the game now just to play it again for that nostalgia value because of this. Yeah, so, yeah. Excellent choice. <laughs> Thank you. Phil? Yeah, I mean, huge uh, nostalgia factor um, to to back at, at my beginnings with, with video games and such. Um, I, I'm curious, Tracy, you mentioned about him talking about uh, consoles, early consoles, and I'm like wondering how far back is he going? God knows. <laughs> when he's saying that, because you know, well, he... to 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 young people today, an early version of PlayStation is is the oldest console they can even think of, or maybe they've heard of. Oh, remember the N sixty four? Consoles went way back further than that, folks. Yeah, you know, yep. Atari and Intellivision and ColecoVision, and um, you know, to me, this this graphically and and the feel of it even though there's there's things animation wise that go on in this that those old engines could not have done that really weren't possible until john carmack did what he did at id software for doom and stuff with for 3d yeah you know binary right. space partitioning and all that but still it's the the severely reduced color palette and the, the pixelization and all that wonderfully faithfully recreated and it reminds me of a lot of uh commodore 64 era games damien the one you were talking about with space travel it reminds me of a game that i got on the the c64 for my birthday i don't remember which year when i was in high school it's called the halley project hmm. it was released around the time when halley's comet oh was wow yeah. That'd be 1964, uh, Phil. Gosh, that's dating you. No, no. Halley's Comet <laughs> came by during the 80s. Um, anyway, this game was released, and yeah, it was space travel, at least within the solar system. It wasn't trying to be the galaxy or anything. And all the travel was in real time. So yeah, if you wanted to... And it was at real speeds that you that you could go with current you know, Apollo-era technology... So yeah, they had a function where you could speed up the time because it's ridiculous to travel from Earth to Pluto, you know. Um, anyway, Did you try yeah. it. So, Did you try it in real time? Oh, of course. Well, no, not in real time. No. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, anyway, this this you know, so graphically, there's that, and that that was a wonderful experience, and I can't help but wonder what somebody, you know, born post two thousand what they can even make of that because um i don't know there's there's a there's a tolerance that i have even a love for primitive graphics that i don't know how you encourage in today's let's say kids uh, who are seeing near photorealistic stuff and yeah, yeah. even the oldest stuff they can recall is still ridiculously advanced compared to what we could get on home computers right. when I was first using them. So I, uh, it, it, it really makes me curious with retro feels. What's that experience like? Cause I only know how to experience it as me where I saw graphics more primitive than this and found great entertainment value, you know, playing Galaga at pizza hut at the one that's built into the table <laughs> where yeah. your food can actually sit right on top <laughs> and you play right. That Heaven. was awesome. It, it's space invaders. I remember yeah. when my dad came home and says, you got to come with me. You got to come see this game. And he took me to some restaurant that had Donkey Kong, oh, the original. 
when it had first come to the United States, you know, before that, all we knew about was Pac-Man. Yeah. You know, so that's how old I am. It's crazy. You guys, you know, you guys all saw some of that stuff. So, so that aside, now just to talk about the story, which I won't do too much because I don't want to spoil anything, uh, the experience for anyone, but there's some real genius going on here. Like, I just, it's like, I want to sit down and like, I just, this is a guy I want to talk to that, that like, I wish I could meet in a pub yeah. and just probe the brain of who came up with this because the way that it's woven, it's just so, so damn genius. It's, it's very, very innovative. Um, I don't want to say anything about it because it, anyone who could get the experience out of it like I did when I watched it has to do with not knowing what's coming. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to do anything to compromise that, but incredible craft. So Tracy, you telling me that there's more, uh, more background to this guy and, and more, uh, feathers in his cap, let's say does not surprise me. Mm. Um, a brilliant mind at work on this. And, uh, I'm just grateful to have experienced it really. Oh, I'm, so uh, I'm a glad. big admirer of that that element. And, and a that element would be work. true no matter what, if this was live action or if it was advanced graphics or if it was text on the screen. The, the, that craft would still be there. It's it's really hard to to talk about in tangible terms, but uh, you know it when you see it. Yeah. You know? Um, so thank you. Thank you for this pick, Ricky. I, I, it, it lifts my spirits about the planet when I see something with that craft, you know, oh, I'm so like, glad story is just so important. Yeah. And uh, this is just, it's well done. Well, the, this is an example of, of sort of a, in a way, a kind of comment on some of the high quality uh, unreal videos that we've seen and, and others who have this glitter, this absolute beautiful glitter, but they don't have the equivalent um, excellence in storytelling. And this guy has been able to put the two together in a way that, to me, is influential. I would go back and study this film. Me too. To learn. I think I will, actually. Yeah, I think I will study this film. To learn how he wove elements together so skillfully. Because inevitably what happens is the two stories that I mentioned at the beginning of this start clashing with each other. And in a way, you sort of see the visual equivalent of his internal strife. Yes. In the game. And again, I, I won't spoil it for you because it has a beautiful it's really <laughs> climax. It's really hard not to. Yeah, it's a beautiful climax. But it is. It's again, it's that Chekhov's genius in being able to create humor and sadness at the same time. Yes. You know, he does that. Uh, uh, excuse me, Tracy. You wanted. You've been trying to put something in there. What did you want to say? Well, I was. I was just going to say if he if he's following this at all, because we will try and uh, tell him that we've reviewed it. I would really plea for him to do some more work. Yes, and, and share it because you know the the. I think the last piece he put up was about twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. But some more creative work would be wonderful to see from him. Yeah. And if you've done any interactive fiction in your 
please let us know about it. I'm a huge closet fan of that. I would love to, for those of you, all of us here know what interactive fiction is, but you know, the old, from the eighties, the Infocom games of Zork and those types of things. So yeah. there's still people making that stuff uh, today. It's a very small community, but, uh, and there's been some really interesting innovation in how writing works in that. Um, if he's such, if he is uh, a real enthusiast of old days, he may have dabbled in that. If so, please, and you hear this show, please let us know. I would love to to play through one of your IF works. Excellent. Well, I'm so glad everybody enjoyed it. Uh, let us know your comments about the this incredible Let's Play Nomad X by Christian Andrews. What did you think of it? Do you have ideas that uh, we may have missed on it? Or do you also want to see him complete make more films for us, which you'd like to hear from you at talk at completely machinima.com. And don't forget, Tracy's been putting a lot of information on our blog about um, artificial intelligence and AI generated art with the recent lawsuit that came up uh, and all sorts of other interesting news that it's that's at the blog at completely machinima.com. It has a lot of extra comment that we don't always uh, put out here in the show. Well, that's it for us today. Thank you, Tracy and Phil and Damien for your comments on this. And um, we'll come back next week with another film. So we'll see you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.